Welcome to the show. This is On The Hour. My name is AJ Kelly, K-E-L-L-I. All right, guys? So I just wanted to get on the line today and share some bonus, you know, uh, information today. It was just something heavy on my mind. I was thinking about a friend we talked earlier, and um, it's something that's old, but it's coming back. You know, so I wanted to just go ahead and address it just in case anybody um, knows anyone that's going through this type of situation. Because I thought I'd never have anybody go through this. But um, K2, right? Synthetic marijuana or spice, they call it. I've had, I'm going to say, two people that I know, friends, really good friends of mine, their children you know, um, have become a victim of K2. Thinking, and then, and then recently, hold on, and then recently a new friend, um, somebody different, her son supposedly smoking marijuana with fentanyl on it. I'm just saying. I've never heard of that. Um, I am not in any way going to lessen somebody's experience or take that away from them. If they said that happened, that's what happened. Um, this young man supposedly went unconscious and basically died and was brought back to life over some fentanyl or marijuana. That's, that's a hard pill to swallow because if marijuana smokers just start dying from fentanyl poisoning, like that's... That's going to be a problem. I'm just saying. It don't make no sense, but we'll get into that later. But the first thing I wanted to talk about was the K2, right? So I have a um, my god sister. She was telling me that her son, he just succumbed to mental illness one day. And I was just like trying to get to the bottom of it because I love him. You know, he's in his early 20s. And he's just such a good kid and he don't really do a lot. You know what I mean? But to hear that he's suffering from mental illness, it really, you know, just made me feel bad for him. So I was just like, well, what are some of the things that he's doing? So she was just telling me that he was experiencing a lot of um, paranoia to the fact where he was scared to go outside. He was doing pre-pandemic things that we were doing before the pandemic. <laughs> he was doing it before it was an epidemic and then eventually, subsequently, a pandemic. All right, He was doing it early. So we was out here like no mask. He was already in pandemic mode with a mask. And it hadn't even hit the news yet. You know what I'm saying? So he was increasingly paranoid is what I'm trying to say. She was just trying to get that, you know, point home to me that he was very paranoid of everybody before this even went down. So I'm like, oh, wow. So she blamed it on K2. But I was thinking, you know what? You sure it's just not, it's some something heredity? Now, listen, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of K2 because I don't know it. I never smoked it. I never have indulged in it, so I wouldn't even notice the effects of it. You know, and I have a hard time, to be honest with you, wrapping my mind around it. It's it's a little deep for me because I, I don't get it. It's like, what is it? It's spice? And what is it doing? It sounds like some type of LSD. I don't know, but I don't know LSD like that. 
every, you know what I'm saying? I'm, and I'm just trying to keep it real. I know it from reading about it and just, just educating myself about it, you know? So there's no way for me to like know the effects of it. I'm not like that black doctor. It's a black doctor going around. He was on a breakfast club too. I don't even know his name. It's so crazy. But um, if anybody know the name of him, hit me up. Let me know the name of him. Um, he's funny as hell, um, but he's not, he's not even trying to be funny. He's serious. He's a professor and he has tried heroin. He tries, he does it. He's a user, but he does it for scientific research. So-called, I don't know. This man is a professor at a well-known university, black guy, um, very nice looking, dreadlocks, tall, you know, and, um, yeah. And this man is going around like doing heroin bundles, you know, every day. And I was just like, huh? All right. So yeah, y'all look that up. But anyway, so the K2, I'm thinking, well, you sure, you know, his father didn't contribute to like any of this because he, he's acting like very spacey, you know, in and out type of, um, I know it to be psychosis because I know another friend who had psychosis before who was diagnosed with that. So I was a little familiar with psychosis and psychosis is like people can look at, be looking right in your face, right at you, engaging with you and detached from the entire situation. You know what I'm saying? Like you start off together. Short story, my friend who was diagnosed with um, some type of psychosis later I went and enlisted him to help me put a bed up, right? I was like, can you please help me put my bed up? And he was like, all right, I'll help you. So I went to go pick him up. Very smart guy, educated. He was a, um, a alpha, alpha um, fraternity member, all of this stuff, you know. Very just intelligent guy, right? So, and he was my friend. He was cool. So he came to my house. He was like, I'm going to help you put this bed up. So I had my other, my little cousin. I said, I'm going to go grab my cousin so he can help us too. So we can get it upstairs and then y'all can, we can get it to, you know, put together. He goes, cool. So we get to my house. It's time to get out of the car. My friend wouldn't get out the car. That was a red flag to me. I was just like, oh, wow, what's going on? I'm like, come on, let's get out the car. He wouldn't get out the car. He kept giving me excuses like, no, I'm not getting it. Um, it's something out there. Did you see that? And I'm like, no, see what? And he was like, come on, you seen it? And I'm like, no. I said, come on, let's get out the car. Let's go on upstairs. What are you doing? Let's get out the car. Like, is this serious? Like, I'm having a hard time with this, people. Just bear with me. I'm just going through the motions of what really happened. But I'm like, let's get out the car. So we finally get out the car. He was acting like it was like a puddle of water outside the car with like alligators in it. So I don't know. He was just like very scared to step foot on the ground to get out. And I was like, get out. And he finally got out. And it was a lot. And we went upstairs. So we doing the bed. We finally doing the bed. I'm over here, like, got on, like, a wife beater because it's summertime. My little cousin over here doing his thing, whatever he doing, putting some, you know, nails in wherever they need to go in the little project, right? So I'm bent over. My whole shoulder is up in the air, back 
turned to my friend who's going through the psychosis unbeknownst to me. I tell him, hold this entire bracket of the bed. It's a canopy, so it has four sides. So he's holding one entire side, right? Holding it. I said, hold this. I'm going to go ahead and screw this in, and then you're going to give it to me. <laughs> okay, he gave it to me, all right. He dropped it right on my back. As soon as I turned around, he instantly dropped it. I was just like, oh, my God. I fell to the ground, like smack, like pow. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? You dropped it on my back. I'm just going in, like, what are you doing? What's wrong with my cousin looking at him? Like, he don't know whether to beat him up or what are we doing? Are we mad at this guy? <laughs> like, because it don't make no sense. You know, some people react immediately with violence. Of course, that's your natural reaction. You want to go, like, grab a baseball bat and knock him upside the head. Like, what is what's wrong with you? But you can't do that because it's sad. It was truly a sad moment. We was looking at this dude like, are we mad at him? Like, what is this? He dropped it on my back instantly and didn't even give a damn and wasn't in his right frame of mind. I'm looking at him and his eyes are like completely blank. So I was just like, damn, I don't even know what to do. So um, I told his parents, he had a really good family. They all went to college. They all had really nice jobs. Um, all the siblings, he had older siblings. You know, we were in our early 20s, so his siblings were probably like 36 and 7, and we were like 23. You know what I'm saying? So he had older siblings and everything, but um, they had really good jobs, and everything pointed to this kid should, nothing should be wrong with him whatsoever. But um, he did that one incident, and that was a red flag. I was like, damn, he just dropped the whole bed on my back. I don't even know what to think about that. And then I used to have a little cousin. She would come around and say, you know, he said something crazy last time. And I'm like, what you mean he said something crazy? She's like, he, he, he kind of described like a straight jacket. And I said, uh-huh, I didn't hear that. I don't know what you're talking about. But she, she, she stand on it to this day. But I was just like, I don't know about that. But... He was rambling. I give her that. So my thing was, let me tell his sister, because me and her was tight, one of his sisters. So I told her, I said, listen, you know, he did that. And she was like, for real? I said, yeah, you should tell your parents, though. like, Because the, the mom, she worked in, like, mental health, like, field or something. I don't even know what that lady did to this day, but I know she worked with, um, like, a resource, like, some type of mental health community-based resource, but I know she was doing it on a large scale. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, like, a community, you know, level. It was probably more of a state level, if anything. But, anywho, so I'm like, tell your mom whatever. So she act like she ain't really believe me. So he did something else. It was so crazy. He finally did it in front of them, though. He was always doing stuff around me, and nobody would see it. Like, dropping the bed on my back. Only my little cousin saw it, you know. And then he did, what else did he do? Okay, so he, um, 
Okay, that was the last straw, though. Okay, so one time, I'm over his sister's house and his mom's house. That's where they all live together, him, his mom's sister, father, whatever. So I come over, visit, um, hang out for maybe like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, you know. And so I'm over there, and I was like, so what y'all doing today? So, you know, we was trying to think, are we going to the beach? What are we going to do later? I just got off work. I work nights. So I was like, oh, what y'all going to do later? So anyway, it was just like, you know, we shooting it, shooting the breeze. You feel me? We talking. And all of a sudden, the brother, who I keep telling everybody, keep doing things, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're not saying it. Um, he comes in the room, come downstairs and engages in the conversation. And then I don't know what we were talking about, but we was like, okay. Like it sounded like a plan. So he walked off. Do you know he started walking into he just started walking off, right? But then he started walking into the wall. He just started walking into the wall and wouldn't stop. Like most people, when they bump into a chair, they bump into a wall, they're going to stop. This dude kept walking into the wall nonstop like a robot. I was like, damn, that's another red flag. Like, do they see this? And I said, do y'all see this? I said, this is what I'm talking about. Did you see that? I'm telling you. I said, he just walked into the wall. I left. I ended up leaving. But anyway, last straw came, right, with him. He, I was, the building I lived in was being remodeled, right? So the first floor, it was owned by a family member of mine. So I was on the, the, the first, I lived upstairs, but the first floor was already being remodeled, more modern. So I was in there, in that kitchen cooking. I remember that. So we're downstairs. This is not my apartment. So we in the kitchen. I'm cooking, frying up something real quick. You know, we're talking. And he was about to leave. I don't know what we did, but anyway, he was about to leave. So I'm just in the kitchen, and he goes into one of the back bedrooms. And he just started walking around, walking around, walking around, like in repetitions. I don't even know why. I'm like, I, I don't know why this guy is walking around like this in circles, you know. So I go back there. I'm like, what's going on? He was literally, you know, just like smirking, kind of talking like, like nothing's wrong. But it just seemed odd and a little strange to me. So I literally had like had enough. I was like, listen, do you have a knife? He said, no. I said, do you have a gun? He said, no. I said, all right, get your coat. Let's go. Go. He started walking to the door. He grabbed his jacket. He got on the outside of that door and baby, I was so happy. I closed that door and I was like, what the hell was that? Like, why is he over here doing this to me? Like what? I was like, damn. So let me call, you know, my whole thing is to call, like, his family. Because this dude don't, like, I don't want him to be out there vulnerable like this because he's literally in a daze. As I'm asking him these questions, do you have a knife, do you have a gun? And he looking at me in a, like, in a complete daze. I knew something wasn't right. I was just like, something ain't right. So... I locked the door. He left. Next thing I know, I'm getting calls, calls, calls like crazy in the morning, right? 
So the mother is like kind of in an accusatory mode, I would say. You know, I'm not this guy's girlfriend. I'm just a good friend of his, you know, uh, former co-worker got, you know, turned friendly, turned, you know, I met the sister, we got cool and stuff like that. So I don't understand the accusatory attitude, but she was just like, listen, his, his, um, phone, she didn't say his phone. I don't even know if he had a phone, but she was like, his keys are missing. You know, like you got his keys. And I was just like, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Cause I got a lot to tell, like to unpack. But she was just like on me. Like, what what did you do with his keys? What'd you do with his coat? He had a leather jacket on. The leather jacket is all beat up. And and I was just like, hold on. So I had, you know, I ended up giving her the whole spiel of what happened. And then she told me her version of what she thinks happened. Because he came home eventually, I think about four or five in the morning or something like that, maybe five in the morning. So she said that he told her he left my house. He went to a gas station uh, to get some cigarettes or whatever. And he approached, some people approached him and they think that's when he got beat up. You know, she's like, I'm, I'm pretty much piecing it together that that's when he got beat up. Because he's out of place, guys. I told you, this guy is, like, well taken care of, you know? Like, really. And I'm not going to say this was the ghetto or anything, but it was hoodish. You, you feel me? The area. So he probably stuck out, like, Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... He stood out kind of like that. So they were saying that, you know, well, he, we pieced together that he must have got beat up because I don't have nothing to do with that. I said, he left my house. I don't know what happened, but it is a gas station by my house. So, you know, I was like trying to piece this together with her, you know, because I just have compassion, man. That's just me. That's my friend. I didn't want that to happen on my watch. I felt horrible about that. That's my friend. Like, he was cool. Like, this dude, like, was just doing, like, fraternity dances for me, like, a week or two ago. Like, and now he, like, doing all this other weird stuff. You see what I'm saying? So I really want to help her. So, um, yeah. So that was that. He got beat up. She said he came home about 5 in the morning. He didn't have uh, his keys. So he rang the bell and woke them up, I guess. And, um, yeah, his jacket was torn up. So we got to the bottom of it that it was not me. She said, do you have his keys? I, well, I don't know. I said, well, let me go look because he didn't give them to me. So I went into one of the rooms when I told you I was cooking. He had disappeared into one of the rooms. Just He was just in there pacing. And um, something just said, go look in there. So I went in there and looked because I don't even live on that floor. Right? I was just using the kitchen. So I went back down and I looked in the room. Sure enough, the keys was in the corner. Like, just tucked in the corner. Like, I was just like, wow. That's strange. So that was kind of like it right there. Right? Next thing I know, um, you know, I just, 
I left, I lost touch with him. It, you know, he was going through a lot. His family was very secretive about it as they could, they should be like, I didn't even care about that. You know, that was, he was cool. You know, his mom knows what's going on now because everybody was acting like they didn't know. And seriously, my little cousin was trying to tell me that he was talking about something about a stray jacket earlier. And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because I wasn't in the car, but when I got back in the car, they were still talking and we was talking and he was doing some space cadet behavior. You feel me? With the psychosis is like just being in a daze, so to speak, or, you know, a perpetual um, daydream, if you want to call it. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, I was just like, so she was trying to tell me like it was signs, you know. And at first, nobody was believing me. But then when he walked to, into that wall and he kept walking, he kept moving his feet like nothing was in front of him. But it was a wall there. It was so strange. So, yeah, that was that's something that, that I did experience with somebody with psychosis and um, tying that back into the beginning of the story. Uh, my friend, her daughter, smoking the K2. They have those similar effects. They go through that psychosis, right? Where they're just in the days. So she, you know, her daughter is a good kid by all standards, right? And um, this story is so significant because right now you got all of these uh, headlines going on. Like Shanquella Robinson, I believe, her story. Um, she went to Mexico. She was a hairdresser, paid for all her friends to come hang out. They had a great time, but she didn't know she was being set up to be beat up, right? So she got beat up, you know, by people she trusted. Actually, she paid for the entire trip, so everybody she paid for, you see what I'm saying, turned on her, essentially. So, kind of happened to my friend, and she was saying that her daughter got a hold of some K2. And I'm like, are you serious? How do you know? She goes, well, she was at a party, and um, she just started. Taking off her clothes, I guess. I don't know. So, whoever she was with, nobody had her best interests at heart. You know, that's this new generation of children right now. They don't have no regard for anything but their own selves. You know what I'm saying? So, they left this girl out there. She's, like, taking her clothes off hot. You know, I don't know what the skin is doing at this point. It sounds like it's creating some type of heat for you, you know? And um, she's just acting weird and they're going with it videoing it thinking this is cute this stuff gotta stop that's not cute they tried to ruin her in college videos starts this was a whole lifetime type of movie like in real life like photos start circulating of her on campus of this night of what happened off of this k2 right so let the mom tell it. Long story short, this girl ain't never been the same, right? Now, remember I said my god sister, her son got a hold of some K2. This is a good kid, and he just started spacing out. So everybody, all three of these cases have like a a whole. I I, I do I say halluc hallucinations? Yeah, they they hallucinating too, but. They're all just delusional, you know? They're all kind of like just in a daze, in a fog, 
you know, just being very paranoid, you know, being very paranoid. So they all had, my, my friend who had the psychosis, though, his psychosis was like honest from a straight up mental illness that he has been diagnosed with. And psychosis is one of, you know, the things that goes on with him. He goes in and out of psychosis. So that's a little different. But these two kids, the girl... And my god sister's son, they have this K2 in common, right? But it's doing the same thing. It's giving them, you know, this um, euphoria where they're just walking around in the days. They don't know what the hell's going on. They're taking off their clothes. They're doing whatever. So this girl, they try to ruin her college. Nobody had her best interest at heart. They was just like, thought it was cute. She ended up dropping out. You know, what's she going to do? Why not? Right? You got to transfer after that, right? That's why this is so serious. People think this is a game. That girl had to transfer. She had to, um, like, disrupt her entire life, right? So she goes home. She start exhibiting more symptoms of mental illness, though. Right? So after that, I hear about that incident in college. She comes home. The mom is just like at the wit's end. Now, both of these kids, they have their fathers in common who are, to me, severely mentally ill. Severely mentally ill. Like, seriously. You know. Like, they are. Like, they are. These women just didn't stick around long enough. You know what I'm saying? To figure out what was going on with these guys. But every... They're, all the hallmarks are there that these dudes ain't ain't put together, right? So the the girl um she ends up going with her uncle because the mom is just like, listen, I need you to just like take a break. You know, I need a break. This is a hell of an ordeal I just got you out of. You know, this whole thing in school, I had to like go to you know, all kind of meetings with your school, with your college, with your, you know, this, that, and the third. So she's just like, listen, your uncle said he's going to take you on a trip. Y'all going to go on a road trip, da 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 right? So all I, next thing I know, my girl calls me and says, I got to get my daughter out of jail. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? She like, my brother called me, and she's going in on her brother like, yo, he, he let her go to jail. I said, well, what happened? My daughter, he said, my daughter wouldn't do this. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't go in the store. They were walking in the store, and she wouldn't go in. And I'm thinking about my friend who wouldn't get out the car. I'm like, damn. Because everything sounds the same, too. It sounds like her daughter goes through psychosis. You know what I'm saying? But she said it was the K2. She solely blames it on the K2. On the K2. But I solely blame it on the father. I think the father is crazy as hell. I do. Yeah, he is. He's out there. He's out there, y'all. That's a whole other story. But I'm just like, you sure it's K2? So, you know, at the end of this, my whole thing is K2 really to blame for this stuff? Or are people more susceptible if they already are predisposed to mental illness? Because both of these, all three of these people, first of all, are predisposed, were, are predisposed and were predisposed, you know, for something, because their fathers are riding that 
you know, that, that line. They're toting that line. You, you see what I'm saying? They're there. They're on the spectrum. So I don't, I don't even really know. But I know they do all have a lot in common. But um, So she, um, she wouldn't go into the store. He tried to get her into the store. She wouldn't go in. She caused the ruckus. She starts screaming and yelling, running up and down the aisles or something, just doing something out of character that I just couldn't believe. Are you serious? What happened? Well, what, 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 well who was there? Like, well, well, why would he do this? And why wouldn't the uncle do that? And, and I'm trying to wrap my head around it. But a lot of times, y'all, I'm going to tell you, the parents, they're not going to tell you everything. They're not going to tell you everything. They don't want their kids to look bad. And there's nothing wrong with that as a parent. I get it now, being a parent, but they ain't going to tell you everything. But I feel it was a lot more to the situation. And I just think it's mental illness. But the mother want to keep blaming it on K2. And be that as it may, K2 it does bad things to people, though. Right? So I'm not even saying that it can't be K2 because let me, let me read some things that K2 does to you, to your cannab cannabinoid receptors, right? These are the effects that you may experience. Elevated mood, relaxed feeling. That's probably from the um, THC, the relaxed feeling. Altered perception of surrounding objects and conditions. So that's probably like some type of delusional mushroom feeling when you're having an altered perception of the surrounding objects so like in your mirror objects may be closer than they appear I, i'm guessing psychosis here we go see which involves delusions or feeling of being detached from reality and all of them have this in their face that's so crazy so i'm wondering if just people who are predisposed to mentally you know mental illnesses are more susceptible when they expose themselves to like K2 and other drugs that amplify these symptoms in them. You know what I'm saying? So they saying K2 leads to psychotic effects. You might have extreme anxiety. I've seen that. The friend who dropped the bed on me. In hindsight, I look at that. He was scared as hell to get out the car. You have to have some emotional, you know, maturity to even try to, like, pull that apart at the moment and not just, like, go ham and act crazy because that's what you really want to do. You want to be like, yo, get the F out of my car. What are you doing? But you can't do that because when you look into somebody's face and they're detached and you can't, they're not even, they're just looking you can see in today's whole soul, looking into their eyes, it was so weird. I just knew something was wrong. So they saying they have extreme anxiety. I saw that. My friend's daughter has that. My god sister's son has that. This K2 is crazy. Confusion. They look confused. They paranoid. They always think somebody after them. They, they distrust the whole establishment. Remember I said he was like... With the, with the face mask and the whole, um, you know, suit, <laughs> with the whole hazmat suit, like, way before COVID. Like, he had start his mental health started deteriorating. He just started walking around the house like that. Like, yo, where are you? Where did you come from? Like, Area 54 or something? Like, what, 
51? What? I don't know. Like, what are you doing? Like, dude was walking around like that. And then this girl didn't want to go in the store. She was scared. She started screaming. She was paranoid. She was telling the police her uncle was trying to kill her. They ended up taking her to jail. So it was hard. That was a hard summer for my friend. I felt bad for her. She was trying to get her daughter out of jail. It was very confusing for her. She got a couple kids that are um, experiencing uh, severe mental illness. That's why I say, is it really the K2? Because she has a son that's on a vilify. And he used to just come up missing. He'd walk out the house. Like, one day he had this inflated, you know, sense of self and be beating on his chest and calling all the little kids in the house, you know, vaginas, basically, you know. And then the next minute he out the door, he gone for like 48 hours. She freaking out, got to go to work as a nurse, you dig, and can't find him. And it's just like, I just felt so horrible. So I just feel horrible for anybody out here going through stuff like this. You know, this is, it's serious. So if you're experiencing it, and if the person is worth investing in, invest in them. Because my friend who I told you, um, that was the frat brother who um, was experiencing psychosis, he's the worst I saw personally. But he had really good parents that helped him. Like, when I said his mother was into the um, mental health field, she really was. So, once we got past, I didn't do anything, here are your keys, no one's going to break in your house after this, like, you're fine, hopefully he's okay, are we good, we're good, cool. This woman um, helped him, she clearly moved him out of her house, though, she wasn't playing about that, Okay. She got him his own house, his own apartment, in an independent living situation. He had a brand new apartment. I was just like, wow. Like, can you hook me up? <laughs> like, I went through the ordeal. I'm the victim. You, you dig? Can I get an apartment? But this apartment building, I guess, it was just like full of people who are going through, you know, similar situations or probably and or some type of drug abuse so it was one of those situations i don't want to glam it up like she put him in a brand new condo and then nah, i wasn't like that but it was a revitalization product project okay where they you know it made these apartments brand new and um and they put some at-risk adults and gave them their independence and it worked out really well for him so he ended up getting his own apartment it was nice. I heard years later, like, I disappeared and um, that he had a brand new car. Somebody told me they saw him and he was driving. And I just thought, wow, that's an improvement from where he was because literally that was the last straw for me. He went completely bonkers that night. And then I was just done with the whole family, like, not believing me at first. And I was just like, but, but here's, the, here's the kicker. They all knew about him. They already knew. I was not saying anything new to them. Everybody played me like they know what I was talking about, like they was in disbelief. That was BS. 